Howdy folks, this is Dane Hammond. You're joining me again on I'm a Bad Man podcast. Um, I am... (laughs) I hate to admit this, but I'm going to go with it because I think that there is realism in life and people try to hide from it and put on this faux image of who they are. And... I decided on January 1st, 2023, I made this resolution, I've never made one before, that I'm going to remain sober for this period of time, and I'm going to do it indefinitely, and I think the good preface of this is, I'm not sober, I'm drunk right now, and I saw this as a very weak moment for me, Um, I thought that... The fact that I decided to get drunk because I was so, like, stressed out from working my ass off for the past month, getting accepted into a very, very, very prestigious, like, App Academy, the coding school. It's a boot camp that you can go to for six months. Um, that has a 5% acceptance rate. And the fact that I decided to get drunk, I started to doubt myself. I put the work in to get into this academy. I have the skill set, I have the knowledge, I have the intelligence to actually get into this program, but at the same time, I still found myself doubting myself. And the reason why I'm posting this podcast, and why I'm not not even going to fucking edit this, I'm just going to probably talk all the way through, is because there's realism that I don't think we're facing on... Well, I mean, I have a list of things that I want to talk about in this podcast in front of me, but the preface is the paradox of disclosing mental health and everything like that. Um, But the preface is that because you have an addiction, you can't do anything else. So, all right, I'll, I'll, fuck it, I'll just get right into it. So the affirmations is the first topic of mine that I want to actually discuss. I think that there's so many fucking positives and negatives that come into play with affirmations. So, when you think about the affirmations in detail, social media, influencers, your family, fucking everybody. I mean, it's it's so common now that everybody tries to tell you about you have to have positive affirmations. You need to look yourself in the mirror. You need to write to-do lists. You need to do all of these things that make you feel better, make you feel structured, make you feel logical. But if you begin to see the truth of that shit, like... It's a veil hidden in the realm of lies. And... In my personal perspective, I genuinely hate the fact that people put labels onto people. There are the labels that we can categorize as the simple terms that we can discuss are, you call somebody an alcoholic, you call them a drug addict, you call them crazy, so on and so forth. But I think we need to really focus on the fact that there is a gray area in the fact that people don't want to acknowledge that some people are strong even though they're dealing with these labels. So at the foundation of these labels, when people speak them as affirmations of truth, there are two classes of people. There's more than two classes of people, but for the sake of this argument, there's two classes of people. The two classes are people that can sit down in a chair 
with a mirror sitting right in front of them and look themselves in the face and say, I know who I am. And they never doubt that. They never question who they are. And they never have to. So they get to live the life that they choose to live. But unfortunately, uh, maybe fortunate, it, it depends on perspective on this as, as a matter of fact. But unfortunately, there's the other class of people that can't live within their own head. They get validation, they seek approval, they need affirmations from other people to tell them that they are on the right path. And so you have these people who question their own existence and question who they are, and these people who know so fucking fluidly who they are that it's so different. And then there's, I mean, I guess there's middle ground as well, but I mean, I think everybody falls into one or two categories. I'm not a fucking scientist, so what the fuck do I know? But with us that live so far outside of like that constant, like, the constant self validity that people get from knowing who they are, we can't understand it. Because there is inside looking out and the outside looking in and like I, I think you get into fucking philosophy about this actually this isn't philosophy it's psychology you get psychology about this there's a looking glass self so you can look when you look through your mind's eye to your looking glass self you can look back in your reflection and see who you actually are as a person and some people know and definitively know who they are and some people don't and I'm one of those people who don't I have to figure out who I am through what I'm doing. My purpose in life stems from who I am at that exact moment. What career I have, what friends I have, what girlfriend I have, what girlfriend, boyfriend, other that you have. It comes from the affirmations from the people that I surround myself with. The greatest phrase ever, my dad told me this shit as a kid, but he's not the one who coined this phrase is, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And that's, one of those statements my dad used to always say to me that I was like, yeah, fuck you, I'm a rebel, I'm crazy. But there's so much validity in that statement that it's so important, but you have to look at it from the perspective of which perspective has value to you. So if you think about this shit, like, truly, I really, this is my dig right now, and I'm. this is why, this is the premise of everything that I want to discuss. And this is why this is about to be just a free freestyle podcast. I wrote down some point in time in my notes, if you're drinking by yourself, it's a problem. And that's verbatim. Like, I just read that verbatim off of my notepad. If you are drinking by yourself, it's a problem. Why do I think that? I don't know, but it has an external perspective that influences my internal introspection about myself. So, I think when you begin to look at this shit, like, in an internal aspect... You begin to see that there are triggers that are easy as fuck to spot. Like all the things that I previously, like, mentioned. But... When you begin to classify yourself as these labels, these phrases, and everything like that, it becomes triggers. And I hate the phrase triggers, but it becomes a trigger that is very easy to spot, but it becomes who you think you are and if you're in that class of people who doesn't know who you are and you have to have external validation it's very fucking difficult 
to see yourself as more valuable than these fucking triggers. And the issue with that is you can't even be your genuine self because you look at yourself through these triggers. If you're out socially in public and someone classifies you as an alcoholic at some point in time, and not just anybody, if somebody that's very close to you that has a value and an aspect in your life that you care about their opinion, when they classify you as an alcoholic, every single place you go and everything you do, you think, oh my god, I'm an alcoholic. I'm doing things that alcoholics wouldn't do. But if we all fucking sat in a room and threw our ideas and our thoughts of the whole evening into the idea hat in the middle of the room, and we pulled them all out one at a time, you wouldn't be able to differentiate anybody else's crazy-ass fucking alcoholic thoughts from yours. But you get so sucked into this idea that you are this alcoholic that it fucks you up. It doesn't fuck anybody else up. These people who... If they think you're an alcoholic, you can do some crazy shit. They're going to go home. They're going to go to sleep. They're going to wake up and they're going to fucking forget about it. But you're going to dwell on this shit for the rest of your life. So this classification is really fucking dangerous. And so the external lie of what is labeled to you is very fucking hard to deal with because it makes you try to figure out who you are as a person. But the thing is, who you are as a person for people who don't have a self-identity is... The people that you surround yourself with and the people that are involved with, I don't want to say the acceptance, but the understanding of who you are. There are like people for every single fucking thing. This is the fuck, I'm sorry, again, there's alcohol in my system and my mind just went to the most skewed off fucking place in the world. But think about the long-standing terms of humanity. What do you think is the longest running trait in human culture? I'm putting chapstick on. <laughs> the longest running trait in human culture I need you to like think about this for real I'm gonna pause think about this for real okay so the longest running thing that we can scale back past the Romans to Samaria to Mesopotamia is pedophilia think about when being under 18 years old became a problem. I don't know when it did. Probably in the 60s or somewhere around there. Probably, maybe the 40s, whatever. But, how long have we read the Oregon Trail and heard about all these fucking 14-year-olds birthing 79 fucking children? It's normal. It's the history that they teach us. And we don't even fucking bat an eye at it. But now, you fuck a 14-year-old... Bro, you on some shit, and I personally think you are on some shit if you do that, but at the same time, it's a very long-running trait. You want to know what the secondary thing is? I'm going to give you another second to think about this. Okay, welcome back. Prostitution. It was a business forever, and all of a sudden it became stigmatized when women became stigmatized, and they had self-independence or self-righteous independence or something like that. And it became stigmatized. And then we had to steal away from women having self-sufficiency. So, I mean, there's two fucked up traits that if you think about it, if you're like on the same path as me right now, and I'm walking down this path and I pass you and we fist bump, cool. All right, we get it. But if you don't see it from the realm that I'm seeing it from, think about it. Actually sit down and think about it. Because I'm not wrong. This is one of those things where I know it's a fucking gray area, but I know I'm not wrong. So just think about that shit for real. So, 
I forgot where the fuck I started at. <laughs> Alright, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm gonna continue, I'm gonna keep going. So, I think another secondary aspect to look at is like, what's fucking weird and what's not weird is cultures and societies. I'm talking historically, previously, but let's talk about, not previously, on Avatar. But I'm like, think about modern day. We don't have to hide it. You got fucking Sri Law and everything in all the Middle Eastern countries. They ban and restrict premarital sex, drug use, alcohol, so on and so forth. You hop your ass over like 400 miles. Uh, I don't want to Google search that. Probably like 400. No, it's farther than that. Probably about a thousand miles to Germany. Their whole culture is based upon Oktoberfest. That is alcohol-related, like, related culture. Think about this shit for real, man. Like, for real. What is American culture? To Americans, I don't even give a fuck what your opinion is, because you're dumb as fuck. I'm American, but you're dumb as fuck. You don't have a culture. And you spend so much time trying to make a culture that, in America, you make everybody else's problems yours. Why do you, you know, how the fuck did... Okay. Alright, I'm about to start talking into some shit that's gonna offend some people. I'ma still keep digging. How the fuck did gay people get rights before black people? Like... I, I, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that there is a class that is just like... Actually, no. What I'm trying to say is, I started out in an illogical standpoint. I think a lot of people think that illogical is not a word. It is. And I don't even know if it means what I think it means. But I started out in a logical standpoint, and I got to a logical standpoint. I think one of the things that you have to see, there is programmed and systematic hate that's put into a American culture by the government. So when you think about this American culture and the systematic separation that the government tries to do to people politics is the easiest way to do it we have two classes this is the easiest way to do it you want to know why the blood and crips have been fighting forever because it's two fucking classes so we got the blood and the crips that are fighting each other and they were like oh shit them motherfucking vice lords is getting a little bit too much power what the fuck can we do to fucking pull them motherfuckers back down so that they're lower than us you know what we're gonna get gay people rights and so they I I <laughs> I have to tell, like, I fuck with gay rights. I have so many fucking, like, gay friends. I, I feel like I'm a person saying that I have black friends. So I'll tell you the story. This is actually a real story, and I don't have to fucking fake it. I was born and raised with a family. My parents got divorced. I don't remember it. But when I actually, my mom got remarried, she got remarried to a step-family. Lucas Snyderman is one of, um, sorry, I just had a screen pop up. He was, he's my older brother. And so, I don't know how much older he was, but he died when he was 25. But Lucas was gay. And from a young, young age, I went to a very hood black school where Lucas took a lot of shit for it. And Lucas could beat the shit out of anybody. He was this gay-ass fucking brawler, and I loved the fuck out of it. But from a young age, I learned that you ain't fucking different. I smoked my first cigarette with that motherfucker. And I'm smoking tobacco right now, goddamn. But... This dude fucking taught me everything, and I, like, feel like I was before the time of all that shit, so, like, if I talk shit about gay people, I'm not fucking attacking you. I'm just saying it from my actual realm that I'm not gay, so I can't speak for your culture. I could speak from my views and external influence on what I think about your culture. Um, and also, like, 
if I said something offensive to you, I don't even know what I would say because I don't even say nigga, but I'm going to phrase it as this. If I called you a faggot, because I know a lot of people did that. I did it when I was in high school because it was the normal thing to do. But if I called you a faggot and you wanted to call me a nigga back, I wouldn't give a fuck. Because that shit don't matter to me. Terminology, language, and all that shit doesn't matter to me. Alright, so now that I spent fucking two minutes going off on a side tangent, I just have a problem with the fact that gay people got rights in, like, divisively were used to separate societies. So, think about this. As a gay man, you're just chilling and hanging out. And everything's cool. But as a gay black man... You still might get murdered by the fucking police. But now, as a gay person, this is just what I think, you have rights, so you see equality in America. They did so much for us. Oh my god, America's such a great progressive place. But niggas is getting shot and killed every fucking day. So they took the whole class of gay people, and if you're from a black family, 50% of your family's gay, and you fucking know it. You have aunts who are uncles. You have, and they can't be it, but you fucking know it. And there's this hidden class of these fucking people that suddenly think that they have equality, so now they forget that niggas is getting fucking murdered. And like I said when I first started this little tangent, I don't say niggas that much, but I mean this in the phrase that I want it to be fucking harmful, aggressive, because police are killing niggas. And that's fucked up. Because I promised you, any single one of these fucking murders, George Floyd... Trayvon Martin, all these fucking people, you go in that back room after that motherfucker shot somebody, they said, this fucking nigger, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you, if you had the fucking omniscient podcast to see what they were fucking saying, they're talking nigga this, nigga that, blah, blah, blah. And it's fucked up. But the purpose of the United States government with giving rights to other classes is to keep certain members of the black class thinking that, oh, we're equal, we're happy, it's cool, Barack Obama's the president, so on and so forth. But it's not real. That shit is not fucking real. It's a, it's all fucking smoke and mirrors. That's all they're trying to do. And I, I mean, I won't go on this tangent, but every fucking terrorist attack, 9-11 definitely was an inside job. I don't think to the extent of the conspirators, but I don't think it's not, not fake. How the fuck do you find people's passports on the ground after two buildings burned down? You got paper on the ground, but not fucking steel beams? Okay, whatever. So, going on further past this, now that I went on this fucking wild-ass tangent that I didn't even mean to go on, like, I think the biggest thing with being in America, and, I mean, anywhere else as well, but being in America or being stuck in a certain type of a place... When you think about the countries and the culture and the people that you surround yourself with, so the culture is like the whole United States. That's not even the culture, that's just the country. Then you have cultures of the South, the Midwest, the East, so on and so forth. You dig a little bit more into culture and then you dig into all this stuff and then you dig very deep into friend groups and everything like that. But they're all synonymous because with Germany, as I spoke earlier, has that alcoholic culture. I don't mean that in the actual phrase of alcoholic. It's just, it's the easiest way to talk about it. There are drinking cultures. The Middle East has this culture of sanctity, of uh, holiness, of uh, praise be to Allah, shukran, all that shit. So, shukran, that's the only fucking phrase that I know, because it's like, thank you. Um, (laughs) But you have these fucking cultures that are based upon this stuff. And I think that you have to sit back and really think to yourself, bro, 
you might not be problematic. The culture and the people you surround yourself with might be the wrong people for you. The easiest way to phrase this is two plus two always equals four. But you got America and Germany culture, that shit ain't equal in four. Because you're dealing with people who don't know how to deal with who you are as a person. So those people will take you and they'll label you as this type of a fucking person. You're an alcoholic, you're a drug addict, you're this, that, and the other. You have mental health issues and so on and so forth. Take yourself to one of the fucking Nordic countries. Bro, you ain't got mental health issues. You murder a couple people, take your ass to prison. Guess what? We're going to treat you like a fucking human because you are. That's what that shit's about. You, like, you're, you're stuck. You might be. I'm not saying you are. I know I am. You're stuck in a place in a culture that doesn't respect who you are as a person. <clears throat> and I'm getting kind of worked up, so I'm tapping the table, so this fucking vocal is going to be all over the place. But find the culture that fits you. Like, that's the most important thing. And I don't know, I, I just think another way to very easily describe this is, like, when you have people that are surrounding you, you know all those people you see and you talk to and they're cult... Not in a rude way. They're cold, systematic, and like everything they say, you can tell they already thought about it before they said it. Well, I'm one of those people who I start talking, and then something profound comes out of my mouth. And then you heard it for the first time when it came out of my mouth, and then I heard it for the first time. So I'd be like, oh shit, that was that was really fucking good. Because some people talk to think. And some people think before they talk. I think, I mean, it delves in, this is a way more minuscule level, but this delves very far into the same thing as culture and surroundings. And this is what happens with your friends and the people that you're immediately surrounded with. Sometimes you can say some off the wall, in my sake, I say some off the wall shit sometimes. I'm like, ooh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. But again, when it comes out of my mouth, this is the first time I heard it as well. So... I don't even have an end for this message because I'm actually like at the end of everything that I want to talk about. But like, I just think I do have an end for this. I just figured it out. So like the biggest thing that I want to know, not that I want people to know is that, look, you got to face yourself. I have a problem with alcohol. Alcohol leads to cocaine. I wouldn't touch cocaine without alcohol. But at the same time, being classified as that person that's alcoholic, when I start to really dig too far into it, and I have people that are surrounding me telling me that I'm alcoholic and it's problematic and everything like that, I'm like, it's not. I've had so many good interactions. I think this podcast, as I speak it out loud, is probably going to be one of my better podcasts. There is a lot of value to certain types of drugs and alcohol and everything like that, but if you're in the scope of being an alcoholic or an abusive uh, drug user or anything like that, then nothing you say has value. Go back to the two plus two equals four. If you're alcoholic and someone says you're a fucking alcoholic and I'm like two plus two equals four and they're like, no, it's not. Because they can't see anything else that comes of value to the actual phrasing because they've already labeled you as something. So if you're a person that is a labeler, I encourage you to not label people. But in secondary, if you've got labeled, one, fix your problems if they're actually really bad. Like... I don't know how far I've dug into, like, 
the phrasing I'm thinking of is like selling my body for drugs and alcohol or anything like that because that's never actually happened but I've done some really fucking dumb shit so like there's embarrassing things that I should fix but that is the alcoholic label but that's 2% of the time be who you are surround yourself with people who know who you are know how to deal with you and understand you when you're in that type of a mindset and then you can find a neutral. You could find a medium. You could find happiness with it. Like, I, and I, I don't want to like discredit the fact that like some people just need to never drink again. But I've found myself at this crossroads so many times where I'm just like, I should never drink again. But honestly, I don't like, and I don't mean this in a literal sense because the fucking police have been calling me numerous times for me saying this. But I think that maybe I'd probably kill myself if I didn't actually drink. Like, there is that release valve that actually happens where it's like the pressure cooker. If I didn't fucking release the pressure cooker, that motherfucker's gonna explode. And so there is a value in it. And then I can talk, and I can go out and meet people, and I can see people, and I can do things, and I can actually enjoy some of this shit. And it has a certain type of a value. So, like, just find the crowd that you need to circle yourself with that knows, like... That knows and also can tell you, Hey... You're getting a little too fucking crazy. Because if my mom told me, hey, you're getting a little too crazy, I'm like, I had uh, two drinks. And she's like, I get two drinks and I'm blacked out. And I'm like, I drink 17 drinks and I'm fucking neutrally drunk. So it's just like perspective, the realm of who people are. Surround yourself with the people who know who you are, can deal with you, so on and so forth. And, you know, I said this in another podcast, and this is my last message. You might not be wrong, you might be in the wrong place. And that's for your friends, that's for actual geographical location, it's for everything. That might be your job, that might be all this shit. If you're questioning yourself, bro, just go out there and jump off the fucking cliff. Like seriously, just go, because you're going to start free falling, all of a sudden someone's going to come scoop your ass up. Like there's nothing better than living on that fence and then falling off of it. And then when you land on your feet, oh my god. You'll see fucking colors you've never seen before. You'll smell smells you never smelled before. Like, it's just crazy. Like, take a chance. Take a risk. If you're already in a fucking hellhole, what the fuck more you got to lose? Take a chance. Take a risk. And I promise, or at least I hope, it'll help you better your life. Thanks for listening to me today. Subscribe if you want. I don't even give a fuck if you subscribe, actually. Um... <clears throat> yeah, alright, see ya.